You guys are still alive? Yeah! Holy sh! The average person touches their face two or three thousand times a day. Three to five times every waking minute. You gotta isolate the sick, and I mean really isolate them. We gotta get everybody else back into the houses. We gotta keep them there. We're doing that. No, stuff. we're not doing it. And if one of them has got it, that's ten of them has got it. What does it mean? Judy, what does it mean? They're checking for elevated Hello and welcome to season two of Apocalyptic, a movie review podcast for apocalyptic films. Uh, We are recording today on January 18th, 2022, and I'm here with Cammie. Hiya. And Andrew. Hello. And Chris. Ahoy. And I am Jeff, and we just want to say welcome. Thank you for joining us. And the film we are going to be talking about today is A Quiet Place 2. Season 2, we're starting off on a sequel. I like it. I do. I like it as well. It's very appropriate. Now, we're going to kind of, I think, drop a couple of the things we've done in the past. I don't think we're going to do a current COVID case count right now. Um, I think uh, what we'd rather do is get a little bit of an update from all the members of, uh, I guess, this podcast. So let's go ahead and start with... I'll start with you, Cammy. Sure thing. Oh, and we're switching the name of the segment to the endemic update. <laughs> <laughs> Always topical. Always yeah. topical. We gotta keep moving with the times. Um, so I'm actually um looking to start with a, a master's program, um, hopefully by uh, next summer. So I'm gonna start like working on my application and um yeah, continuing my education. It's an exciting thing to be starting yeah, off on. I'm excited. I didn't think I was going to go back to the classroom, but here, here I am doing it Zoom-wise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew, what about you? What's your endemic update? Uh, I guess since the last time, I've, I live in Chicago now, have a new job, uh, make video content for a cool company called Reaply. Um, similar to Cami, I actually just started... Uh, literally just started um or actually will start in two days uh comedy writing classes at uh second city because i'm literally like blocks from it so it like why the hell not so so jealous congratulations yeah that that should be an interesting endeavor so we'll say sweet that is awesome Uh, so by the end of my classes i should be at least two times funnier I can't hold you to that. <laughs> God, and that was such a bad joke too. So hopefully it gets better. <laughs> this podcast is going to get so good. You guys just you wait. Yeah, how are we going to gauge this? We need some sort of like uh, I don't know, some sort of system. Um, all right, uh, is that all, Andrew? That's a lot. I actually. mean, that that's enough. That's to, a lot. Right. That's I sure hope so. Chris, <laughs> Chris, take it away. Yeah, good point. <laughs> what were you, Chris? Oh, me. Um, gosh, I'm not starting any new coming school. from, uh, like I'm already, I'm already plenty funny. So I don't think I need any, any improvement on that either. <laughs> so I'm just, gonna, uh, I'm just building fences and continuing the people's work. That's all I got. Mm, there you go. Well, I mean, I, I would say that, um, my update right now is we're, we're attempting to do potty training for our son. 
Um, and it's just a, it's a interesting process that can be quite messy. Uh, and I'm sort of, I'm having to get used to the idea of messes and cleaning <laughs> up those messes because pee just goes everywhere. And that's just the way life is, um, at least for a toddler. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've been working on. We've also, we've redid our bedroom. You, our background's a little different. We, we redid our bedroom and that was kind of a fun project over Christmas. And yeah, that's probably, that's my endemic update. Yeah, that's plenty. Okay, let's hop right into that. Yeah, enough. Trailer. No more. <laughs> Everybody stop telling us about your life. Jeff, just for some quick perspective, in my line of work, the, the urine continues into adulthood as well. Ah, oh, that's unpleasant. Thank so you for we, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, Chris, for you, it will end. If if, if anyone's tuning into the video, I feel like we got to point out, like, Chris, you literally look like you're coming from like a third world country right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally been deployed again. Yeah, yeah. right. A third world it's like, country are you back in the Navy? My Tesla. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You got a Tesla behind you, but it looks the like you've got like of, of the camera TNT. really makes it look like a Corolla. Guys, guys, it's actually it's being streamed. <laughs> this is not how it's recorded, so I can guarantee you the audience is going to see something different. So oh, okay, that is just something Great. to be aware of. It's um, worth to have the context that like it looks. It doesn't look that way. It just looks really pixelated from it's our. It's just POV. hilarious. Oh, yeah. It is very funny. <laughs> now I think it'd be a good idea to move on to our our trailer. So um, Andrew, would you? Uh, Play the trailer. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate you playing that trailer. That was Good great. Yeah, I worked really hard to find that URL. <laughs> I hope that trailer has audio. It's not just like quiet voice. <laughs> Come on, we're trying to make my editing. We, we, we want to sorry, take this sorry. stuff out. Yeah, we also didn't actually watch it, but you listened to it or watched it. Some one of the Let's two. Honest, nobody did um, either. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have an audio. All right. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read you guys the synopsis for this uh, for this movie. All right. Uh, following the events of the first film, 
the remaining members of the Abbott family venture out in search of a new home, they quickly realize that the aliens that hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. Dun, dun, dun. All right, Chris, uh, how fast can you Google what the box office numbers were? Oh, pressure, 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 pressure. <laughs> it's a, Season I two, less prepared. <laughs> I think right. it's, it's one of those nice things that I do I do appreciate that we include in the podcast is kind of the the uh the box office numbers so um, oh yeah i gotta okay. say i think it's okay. appreciated it's are we ready yeah. we're ready go yeah. okay so um domestic gross was 160 million international was 137 million for a combined total of just shy of 300 million and the budget was oh pressure wow. pressure pressure that i don't have it's interesting that it did even that well, considering it got it, it was right in that time period where no one really knew what was going on in terms of the pandemic and when it would get like, I was so confused as to the release date of this movie. Well, it million. kept moving, but then okay. 50 million budget, 60 million 300 budget. million. I mean, that did really well, yeah. surprisingly. I, but that that was sort of like the because that's that movie came out. I think a little bit after the vaccine rollout and it was sort of, I don't know. There, there was a lot of marketing and be like, use this as an opportunity as your first movie <laughs> out. And I, that was the first movie I saw in theaters. So they worked. Good marketing. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to uh, kick off this sort of review of this film. We are going to talk about a few scenes in particular. Um, yeah, instead of doing the whole like um, beat by beat breakdown that we usually do, we're gonna focus on four key scenes. So um, yeah, at that point you could just watch the movie as opposed to us just chatting about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> so the first one we, we want the first one we want to kind of cover is that that sort of opening sequence, though, the sort of flashback to the initial alien attack. Did you were you guys excited to see that they included that in this movie? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It uh, it reminded me because I I literally just watched it right before we started recording again and and it reminded me of the opening of the crazies mm. actually yeah oh, I can see the, the baseball about. I mean the baseball, baseball field and that's where shit starts to go down is that just like the small town America like quintessential small town America is just baseball fields like little league. <laughs> I was going to say, is it the same exact set? Because, like, there's, like, the same kind of, like, main street with the little alleys that people cut through. I was... I mean, it could be. <laughs> it's probably somewhere in California. Or maybe it's in, like, Georgia somewhere. Yeah, it could be. Makes but I, I liked it because, first of all, I always welcome John Krasinski on screens big and small. He's uh, <laughs> easy on the eyes. But also, like, I just really enjoyed seeing... Um, Basically, all the stuff they couldn't afford to show us in the first movie. Um, but also, just like, it's kind of like a brave choice to do a flashback scene when you've got kids that definitely aged since the first movie. Yeah. Without I mean, recasting them as well. I feel like they just kind of were like, screw it. We'll just let it happen. They're, they look older. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> uh, and I, I mean, I kind of got over that relatively quickly because it was like, okay, I get why they're trying to do this. And. Um, and it was exciting. Like it was an excitingly well done scene, the tracking shot with John Krasinski through the town. And there was kind of this sort of ominousness to it. That they did really well. 
Um, I will say that it kind of makes you think like if this situation was happening to you, would you catch on as quickly that they're triggered by sound? It felt like the, the, the characters caught on a little bit too quickly that like, Hey, you can't make a noise. Right. Yeah. I, I I was thinking the same thing. I, I, I think so. I think John Krasinski, I don't know. I thought the same thing. Like he seemed to figure it out before others, but I think at the same time, like if you're in that situation, I would want to be as quiet as possible. <laughs> right. So I think that's like an, like a normal, I don't know, like a normal discovery. And then once the cell phone goes off, it's like, Oh shit, probably need to be quiet even more. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like if it was put, put your phone in silence, Yeah, yeah. but you got like the, the old guy who's like under the table, like, I don't know, muttering to himself. Like, would who's you praying? Yeah. Who's praying? <laughs> I don't, I forget what he's saying. No time for praying. Man. <laughs> Shut yeah. the fuck up. But you're right. And then the John Krasinski was all like, shh, Stop it! <laughs> Before yeah. you kind of had the whole cell phone scene but happen. Th- yeah, this is gonna get real nerdy. Oh, and you guys haven't played this game, The Last of Us. If you're at all familiar with the the aliens and stuff in that oh, game, the mushroom whatever head. they are, the mushroom head thing. Yeah, we played a little bit. They're called clickers, and they ha- do a similar thing. They're blind, and they have they're kind of like bats, in, in the sense that they make clicking sounds. These echolocation. Um, yeah, and I so if John Krasinski's super smart, maybe he could kind of just like call it recognize educated. that he picked it up that they're <laughs> all in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> echolocation. Well, I mean, he, he strikes me as at least industrious by like all the he's inventions and yeah. you know he's done some radio work stuff. So yeah, that was interesting. What, what did you think of the uh, this whole opening sequence, Chris? I just was thinking to the 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 big quiet portion it probably tracks with just what you would want to do with any other predator, you know, like in movies with velociraptors, you're like trying to stay quiet. Or if there's like a lion, you're like, shh. So I think it makes sense that if something predatory is hunting you at the very least, you're going to try not to make a lot of noise. So that tracks. Unless it's a bear. Unless it's a bear. <laughs> then you want to scare it off. Well, like True. I would get even that then you're like you. the only like group of people who's being affected by these aliens. But this seems like it's more widespread. Right. So like they're not the only ones that have to stay quiet. It's a whole freaking town. And there's other things going around. People driving people like also figuring it out in other parts of the town. So anyway, you'd assume that people like because them and that bar were staying relatively quiet compared to probably what's happening outdoors you know, why they'd focus in on the bar is kind of interesting. Like the, the, the animal, the creature, the alien, um, whatever it is. Um, and I think you're right though, Chris, like you'd want to be quiet. Don't move quickly. Um, I don't think there's a way to control it, but try and not smell. Like what are the senses you'd assume they'd have, right? <laughs> and how can you, <laughs> what can you do to try and you know, reduce the likelihood that they, they can find you, right? Um, and I think kind of going by those, there's only a few you can really control. I just trying to imagine like trying to kick out the particularly like smelly patron in the bar. Like, sorry, Pete, you got to go. <laughs> or it could be someone who's like you know, wearing perfume. I don't know. Not John Krasinski, though. Anyway. He probably has a, uh, a very desirable musk to him. Mm. Uh. Just nice, <laughs> gritty, but natural. Uh, like, we were just some sort of like sandalwood. Of John Krasinski. <laughs> He, he he's a man that could do no wrong. Yeah. He's, he's Jack Ryan. He's, Never he's seen the show, Hopper. but I know it's great. No, oh my god, seeing him in the office and seeing him in this movie—it's like it's too. It's like that's true. They're very it's like different. His head got transplanted onto a different body. Did Jim ever have a beard in the office? No. Yeah, I don't think mm. so. 
No. He had like the weird kind of flippy like skater hair for a while, but anyway, mm. I won't go too far into John Krasinski. Let's All keep right. this moving. I want to I want to move to a different another uh, scene that we had we had sort of pinpointed and there's a moment when uh, let me sure I get the, the character names right. Evelyn, uh, played by Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt, <laughs> Emily Blunt. <laughs> Uh, she leaves her son and newborn baby alone to go get medical supplies. They're at the steel refinery. They're at the, st- um, the steel refinery, yeah. Steel, steel, whatever. They're at a refinery, and there's like a, a special room that's a little bit more soundproof than like the uh, like the outside area. So it's relatively safe, and it's got super like soundproof room, but you only have a limited amount of like, oxygen in it. Yeah. And so the son, who's left behind with this newborn baby, decides this is a good opportunity to go and explore the steel refinery. And I, we just kind of were so frustrated by this choice. I mean, he's a kid, but what would have brought him to that decision? We don't understand. Yeah. My biggest gripes, and we'll get into the, the ratings later, but my biggest gripe is with this part of the story or this side of the story, actually. No. Um, Cause yeah, there were just a few like that decision just cause he's, I mean, pardon my French, but he, the kid's a little bit of a pussy and that's not really <laughs> like a thing that I would assume that would be his first urge to do, especially when he's, when he's got his uh, little baby brother to take care of. It's a little strange. So. Andrew, I, I got to push back on that a little bit based on the happenings of the first movie. He and his older sister seemed pretty like I don't know, pretty admirable in their uh, in their efforts. I think he redeems himself at the end of this movie, uh, and sure, there there he has moments. But I think at the beginning of part two, at least, the dynamic is the sister's the badass, the brother's got some opportunity. That's really I think well, that's like- what, and so in, in in terms of. Emily Blunt going to do her thing and then he deciding to leave and look around the room. That just, I it didn't. His foot also got caught in a bear trap like yeah, that's a day another, or two before. Know, yeah. It's like, what? <clears throat> not moving is probably a relatively good idea. So it's just, it, mm-hmm. it felt to us like, okay, so you have him exploring, you have the, the, um, the sister who's out trying to find this island, which we'll talk a little bit about later. And you have the mom going to the, the town to get some medical supplies. And, and felt- there's one gun for them, like for the three of them. Like, and it- <laughs> but oh. the point is like they, they're cross-cutting between these three different scenarios. It felt like they're just having tension for the sake of tension. Yeah. It was like, tr- it was like, it felt just very like we were being manipulated as an audience just to create tension versus something that was there's already plenty the of tension you're already at the edge of your seat because like clearly like these two have a gun she doesn't have a gun she's going into the town like the only thing that i'll say now that i'm thinking about it a little bit is they need a reason for why the alien shows up at the refinery because otherwise there wouldn't have been that because that's what he does. He ends up drawing an alien to yeah. the refinery based on his actions. But she could have done that. Like that's the thing. It's true. Is they could have like, done it a different way. The, the monsters appear at the drop of a hat. Like <laughs> literally, at the drop of a hat, just like. <laughs> <laughs> so that was at least interesting to us. Kind of why that took place. Do you, um, this is slightly. It's on topic, but it kind of veers off, particularly in the scene. But. Um, did you guys think Emily Blunt had enough to do in this movie? 
No, that's what I'm saying. She she could have yeah. done so much more. There could have been so much more tension with her part. I almost wonder if like maybe she had like another commitment that they needed her like to have like a break. So they're like, oh cool, we'll just use use the like sun to create that tension while she's off like doing yeah. some other project or something. Like that's the only reason I can think of because like she's so underutilized in this movie. Like, it was I- kind of surprising when I first saw the movie. I was just like, wow, that like. She's not pregnant anymore. I understand she's got a kid, but the fact that she leaves the kid is almost a matter of like, okay, well, they still could do something with her. They had intentions. Um, yeah, interesting. I didn't really pick up on that. Like her being underutilized. On what? Just, on just Emily Blundling mm-hmm. being underutilized because I thought every scene she was in was really good. It hadn't occurred to me that there weren't enough of them. But. I wanted more of her. I wanted more of her. Like well, yeah. I, I, yeah. I love watching her, and I think she, she did a great job with the scenes that she had. But like, I think that something could have happened to her. Something else could have happened to her while she was out. And um, like she had, yeah, like an encounter outside while she was trying to like gather up all of her tanks of oxygen. But like, I think something else could have happened. Well, I think this is a good opportunity. I'm kind of switching the order up of what I sent you guys, but um a good opportunity to bring in uh, Cillian Murphy's character, Emmett, who's a new character in this film. Mm-hmm. And cause a lot of the scenes that she has in which she really kind of has an opportunity to, to, you know, have a scene is when, you know, they show up and she's in conversation um, with, with Emmett here. And he is an interesting character, right? Like he, they know him, you met him in the flashback sequence. Um, it seems like he's a little, like their relationship felt a little strained. I don't know if you guys, saw that or i felt that a little bit in that flashback i got the impression that they just knew each other yeah like they didn't like they weren't necessarily even friends they just were like at small the town baseball events. yeah yeah no well she does say like we were friends like at one point when she's trying to pressure them to allow them to stay a little bit longer and he's like sorry mm. like i've already like <laughs> lost enough like i don't need this as well so we cammy and i we had a discussion about this and and um and we were curious to get your guys's opinion on it is so he's lost his his wife he's lost his son and he's adamant about not essentially he's adamant about not helping them he wants them out of his foundry and i for me it was kind of like well what else is he what else could he be doing yeah like like i understand he's probably in a lot of pain um but why not he has this potential you know uh a purpose again um but is he just so broken after this experience that he he can't bring himself to you know imagine the idea of having people to care for again i don't know that was my thought it's just he got burned and he didn't want to be in a position to to have feelings again and have it happen again because he was so jaded by what everything had become yeah because he's the only one of the cast the the core cast that like has really experienced the feral humans as well which appears like to have had like a strong impact on him it's part of the reason why like he knows that like if if they stay he's gonna have to find more resources and he might have to like wrestle with the feral people again his risks increase considerably yeah and so i think there might be there's a bit of a selfish motive but you know he seems to want to survive still so it's not like he wants to die um i mean this is the same character that he played in 20 days later so he's just learned from that 
He saw that movie. Terrible experience. <laughs> he saw that movie. <laughs> he saw that movie. Funny. Like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I've been here before. I've seen it before. These guys run well. Enough. Like, fuck this. No, I mean, he probably, like, yeah, th- that, you know, he just had didn't have a motivation after those events of losing his family until they came along. Yeah. Um, I did find it kind of funny, though. Like, Emily Blunt is really like, you must find my daughter. And he's like, uh, I don't know about this. And, and she's just being, it's kind of, I, in my head, I was just like, Emily Blunt, you go get your daughter. <laughs> That's an interesting story. Let's follow that. And Cillian Murphy, you know, he can, I don't know. Do now, now, if she had found her, her daughter, though, she would have made her come back. So it's a good thing. I would, I would argue that Emmett was the one That's that, true. to go get her. Cause like, he was like, all right, fine. Let's, let's, Let's go find Beyond true. the Sea, you know? But that, like, allowed him to kind of redeem himself. And so that's probably why they needed to use him was because Emily Blunt doesn't need to redeem herself. So she would have... Like no, said, All right. It's better writing. It's, yeah, like, his story arc needed that for yeah. sure. Especially after his real, you know, um, his his uh, adamant desire not to help them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, he yeah. needed this kind of, this this sort of storyline and this arc, Um which worked out, I mean, obviously worked out pretty darn well. So, like, we're already kind of, like, heading into, like, our the, the last thing that we're going to cover. Um, and that's the, like, when um, Emmett and, come on, here we go, Regan. Regan? Regan? Re- yeah. Regan? I don't know. How When the older sister and, and um, Emmett end up um, going out, they find all these boats and they're stoked and then they encounter the feral people and you have this like really like tense mm-hmm. moment where they essentially trap Emmett using this like noisemaker. Really Jingle clever bell. trap idea, right? Like oof. Jingle bells, yeah. <laughs> Jingle bells. Mother. And uh, shout out to um, I don't, is this how you say his name? Scoot McNary. See yeah. one of the actors? A nice little cameo. He's great. Like, I love him as an actor. And, like, his, his part in this is very yep, small. And, but he's super creepy. Yep. And he, he definitely leaves an impression. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Scoot. That's yeah. his name, Scoot. Scoot. I mean, Hold on. I want McNary. to see a picture of this fella. I'm trying so to yeah, pull it up. Yeah, it's from Dallas, that, Texas. Like, it's, you know, Yeezy. It's like, I don't think his name is Scoot. His name is John I have a friend, Marcus, have a friend that's John Marcus Scoot. Scoot McNary. Scoot is his nickname. This guy is destined to be like at an abandoned gas station somewhere, just <laughs> 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 telling teenagers not to head to a cabin somewhere. <laughs> What's that movie he's in with uh, Brad Pitt? Um, it's it's like killing killing me softly. Great movie. Oh, yeah, great movie too. That's a fun movie. Yeah, he's good. In, he's good in lots. Mister Scoot is in that. Everything he does. Yeah. Um, also, Vice. I saw that recently with him. Anyway, good, good guy, good actor. Happy um, he was in this. So, the, one of the things I want to comment on is like, I absolutely loved how Emmett decides to play this. Like how he grabs Scoot. I think it's Scoot that he grabs and essentially wraps him into the the Jingle Bells, and then is able to like wrap him around a pole, and he essentially uses the the aliens to to cut himself loose from it that was one of the most absolute badass moments in this movie it happens so quickly yeah. so swiftly 
because that's how the, the aliens move. But like, we had to be rewind it once because Jeff was like, "What just happened?" Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> Ugh. I didn't pick up on the fact that he saw that one of the creatures drowned. I, yeah, I missed I that fact. I don't know if you guys... Yeah, I didn't pick up on it either. Okay. But that was something yeah, Yeah, we'll bring it up. Well, just what was the, the, the notion what, what, that like, how do you... there's no, like, what's, what's the fact that they're going to make more of these is good because you can really start to expand on the, you know, with the world building and that maybe that's why they kind of shared the wealth with Cillian Murphy and not just Emily Blunt. Like, she's not going to do these movies forever. And so you've got to start no. expanding the That's people that are going to be in the movies. And we don't have a good idea yet of how many of these things there are. Like that ship that crash landed, like, because you could, it, it stands to reason that if it just Do you think landed, that was a ship? Huh? Oh, it could be an asteroid. You said ship that crash landed? Uh, maybe. Oh, okay. Know. Yeah. Asteroid. Yeah, but if, was, yeah, okay. you know, if there's one of the ships, if there's lots of people yeah. on that but ship, that's what they mean or there's time? like multiple coming all over the world. That's the question. So now you get into like, okay, well, if they can't yeah. swim, and if this is the only ship, then it could mean that they're contained to North America, mm-hmm. or well, I guess North and South America. And so yeah, there's, that's there's just something kind of to like you get to kind of explore this weakness, you know, on a wide spread scale, which is kind of fun. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> I just, I just wish they'd 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 give it a little more emphasis because I definitely didn't I didn't pick up on it. Well, that's part partly our fault. Like I think we paused it around this point for uh, a second. Right. We were we were listening to the movie on AirPods. So we had an AirPod in, in each ear, like we were sharing, so we could watch <laughs> it without loud noises. The joys of watching movies with a with a toddler. We and pa- we paused it for whatever reason. Clark made a noise, whatever, and I forgot to put mine back in. So I had the <laughs> Regan experience where I thought they had suddenly switched <laughs> to just like a completely quiet. <laughs> you just <laughs> <movie> <laughs> like a beat. Yeah, your ears is a sensory deprivation version of the film where you just don't hear anything. <laughs> It was it was perfect too because like we literally we we arrived on the island, right? So they discover the, a boat. They go to the island that they're searching for, and all of a sudden you hear campfires and people talking. And so I'm hearing this; she's hearing none of it, and so she's like experiencing this. Yeah, I was just like, oh, they arrived like where the others live on Lost. So like there's just like cabins and whatnot. Okay. <laughs> And then, like, there's, like, a campfire. It's like, oh, this is interesting. And then they're talking. And I was like, oh, what are they saying? I wonder what they're saying. I'm just experiencing this, like, Regan. Like, I want, like I'm just trying to read lips over here. <laughs> this, is, nope. this sounds similar and to And I my... finally realized, like, oh, shoot. That sounds similar <laughs> like, to Like, I got to plug in. I put on Eternals a couple days ago to watch it. And I didn't realize, because I was, I was listening to it. And Kit Harrington was talking to oh, the actress whose name I cannot remember. And they were in a classroom. And they're talking in Spanish. And I was like, wow, Kid Harrington has some pretty good Spanish. And I watched another five minutes or so. And I was like, man, a lot of this movie is in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so I go up to the, to the subtitles and the dubbing. And sure enough, I'd had it on the Spanish version for the first 15 minutes of the film. <laughs> so I'm guessing that you've had Spanish cartoons on for, for you know, your daughter and uh, forgot to switch it back. Because we've, we've been there too. Correct. That's first time. Hilarious. But I... I, I <laughs> I felt real sheepish thinking Kit Harrington was uh, fluent Spanish. That's <laughs> hilarious. Sometimes um, I just do that to challenge myself. We, we've told our parents, I've told, uh, I told my mother, our mother, um, to watch these shows in Spanish too, because it'd be better for her, uh, for her Spanish education. So. That's right. Anyway, moving yeah, back moving, to, yeah. the, to the movie. 
Um, so yeah, we were like, I was, I was thoroughly confused at this point of the movie until we finally rewound, and I was like, oh, okay. Wow, like, there's this island that somehow got spared. No idea that, like, the aliens couldn't, like, swim. Right, <laughs> that this I was, was like, secretly signs the sequel. Yep. <laughs> but, um, it was fascinating, because, like, he goes to explore the island or whatever, and he discovers the alien, right? He discovers the boat that the boat. was at the dock. Again, this is a bit of... What are the chances? This part, this part yeah. also, I, I was a little bothered by. Like, how convenient. Yeah, it's it's a plot device. Like, yeah. the alien the, crawls out like he's hungover. I think I think it's also the element of like, it's one thing that the boat was on, washed up on that island, but it was like also Cillian Murphy. That was the one who discovered it? Yeah. Like, like, oh my god! How how. What yeah. a How big is the island that ends up like really close by? I, I was How critical. Long is the journey? I've got questions. Sorry, go ahead. You were critical. No, no, that's it. That's all I had. Sorry. Oh, um, I think this is just kind of like the sometimes prepper in me, but the fact that the island had like no defenses, no sense of preparation in case something were to happen and one of these things suddenly was able to get to the island. That's the kind of thing yeah. that bothers the shit out of me in movies because I'm, I was thinking back to like, um, I think it's the gray where Liam Neeson crashes on the plane in the middle of the Arctic and there's wolves and stuff. And like the first thing yeah. he does is make a weapon. And it's like, yeah, that's what you do. Like you want to, you've got stuff that you can make something out of to like defend yourself or some kind of early alarm system. Like the ones they had in the first movie and this little new new England paradise, was had nothing which i thought was just <laughs> fucking stupid anyway that's all i got it's a fair point it's a false sense of security they had and there was no big gun remote. no but like Did they have a gun I, I don't i don't know if they had any guns but like no gun. they had these big old fires burning they hadn't set up any like defensive measures along the coast they didn't have any type of like little jingle bells around the island they had nothing <clears throat> nothing as a group that they'd done together to like prep like not even a camera. Like, yeah, no, nothing. yeah, right. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Uh, and they had electricity, too. I know. Yeah. With the radio station and everything. Well, that was the whole thing, is the the, the, the daughter, just to give the, the audience a little bit of context, too, is the daughter has this way that she discovered from the first movie how she can incapacitate the aliens with her with her cochlear implant. And she takes her fucking time. Sorry, excuse my language. But she takes her time to get it hooked up to the radio station. She's like, let me just jam out with the kids from the island and just have some good times. No, you get to that island and you immediately go and put your implant like next to that microphone. Like you've got your mom, like and like siblings, all rationing like oxygen back at the refinery. Like you immediately hook them up with that sound. Ah, oh, it just made me so mad. A little slow. Yeah. A little slow. <laughs> it's true. Um, and that's kind of how the movie concludes, right? I mean, where we kind of get to this point where this surprise alien shows up. Um, I'm blanking on the who's the guy that's on, in the movie that's sort of the I don't know mayor of the town. You diamond know, Hansu, we, 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 of gladiator yeah. fame. Yeah, Joe, yeah, yeah, of yeah, Blood Diamond and um, oh, who's great? He's so good in Blood Diamond. Oh, I, and I, he's I, also I, in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and Captain Marvel. Yeah, he's a, a great actor. I'm a big fan. Um, but so they, you know, he leads them to the radio station, and she takes her sweet time, even when they get there. Um, to uh, get this thing hooked up, <laughs> it's it's so tedious. 
Oh my god. Do you think Cillian Murphy survives like his stab wound? He gets like stabbed or something. Oh yeah, he, he in this got, moment. Got yeah, they both got stabbed in the legs. Emily Blunt and Cillian. Yeah. yeah, that's true. A lot of leg injuries in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure Jim I'm not sure Jim Hansu's injuries were leg injuries. Probably not. I mean he was grabbed by the leg. Oh, yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's not gonna no, make it to a quiet place dead. three. Probably not. Now, do these alien things? Do they eat the people, or are they just like fashion? Like, I think they're just angry. Yeah, <laughs> just angry. Or just they don't like to. They they're don't like, like yeah, they just seem like they're Shut sticking up. around to eat. They're like, stop making sounds. <laughs> who's, who's, the, who's the woman on Netflix that has a show about about cleaning up messes? Uh, Marie Kondo. <laughs> yeah. No, oh my god. Wait, what? Sorry. Sideways. How? How? Listen, hear me out. The aliens in this movie are basically the sound Marie Kondos. They just don't like sound. She doesn't like math. They don't like. Like, I want natural sound. They just want nothing. Like, thank you, but you no longer bring me joy. Yeah, <laughs> we have a Netflix. I have no idea what that show is. They just is. don't like. Oh, Andrew, put it on. I just love the synopsis. You know that show about that person that like doesn't like things. Whatever the hell he said. Like, that was enough. Like, that was enough. <laughs> Yeah, got so, it. I got them. Uh, so and just the joy of the show is that sometimes she shows up to people's houses and they're like, "Okay, cool, so clean it all up." And she's like, "No, no, no, that's not what I do. I just don't like messes, and I tell you how to like <laughs> I tell you take care you of your life." <laughs> so it's just about cleaning houses, yes. organizing, yeah. and just like bringing order to your home, but like in a very like I, zen I, way. I now, fold- meanwhile, my apartment's a mess. Andrew, so I now fold my T-shirts the Marie Kondo style. Like uh, that's that's the impression I got. Oh. Her movie oh. would be called A Tidy Place. <laughs> it would be that. Snaps, that was a good one. That's Alrighty, let's good. keep this rolling over to our toilet paper rolls. Are we going to shift to a different? Um, we talked about it. Anyway. I was thinking about this. How do we yeah. want to change our rating let's system? Let's chat about it for a moment, guys, because we're trying to be on toilet paper. Do you want to give it booster shots? I just, no, I, I feel like we should. Let's not do booster shots. Yeah. How many booster shots? I mean, I guess we're going to be using them for a while. Yeah. So. How many boot? It's like. You know, everyone's like, I don't want there to be too many boosters. In this, in this case, you can get up to ten. <laughs> you want ten? <laughs> you want ten boosters? We, I can choose another rating system. That's fine with me. I like are you for this episode until somebody. Well, okay, let's better. just like. Is there any other quick ideas? Because I'm all for the booster, at least for this episode. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> oh. I give it ten variants. Wait, what's the what's the Omicron proteins? Got like extra protein? No, oh, it's not, no, it's like not that, as catchy. That. Yeah, Variance I think I think boosters is good because yes, well, ten boosters may not be something people want. At least it's a defense. It's There's a something positive, positive about it versus yeah, variants. Yeah. We ideally don't want to get to the point of ten boosters, but hey, whatever. Yeah, so let's go with let's go with boosters for today's episode. For today, let's if something it. somebody thinks of something better, please um, comment yeah, on our Instagram post if you can think of something better. We'll yeah. consider it. Yeah. Please do. Um, so, uh, I guess we put on the spot. Um, Chris, Chris let's, let's, let's start with you this time. What, what's your number of boosters for uh, quiet place part two? I'm going to go with a nine. Um, I think Emily Blunt from oh. her is incredible in these movies because she is just any scene she's holding a shotgun. She's just perfect. She should do this forever. I think she is. I'm, I'm so <laughs> sad that she had to do fucking Gulliver's travel. Because if she hadn't, she would have been Black Widow. Or the Jungle Cruise. Oh, I mean, I don't know about that one. But or the, wait, 
she was not Scar. She was not Black Widow because she was obligated to do Gulliver's Travels with Jack Black. That's true. Oh, gotcha. And I that always bug oh, right. the shit out of me because she, I think, as much as I don't mind Scarlett Johansson, but I think Emily Blunt's better. Just personal thought. Um, At least we have Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. Another great movie. Um, yeah, my only real qualms with this one because I again I thought uh, she doesn't need uh, I don't need John Krasinski in these movies. I'm happy to have Emily Blunt be be the star. I'm all for it. Um, the only thing I really didn't like was the the silliness on the island because that mm-hmm. could have been prevented with a little preparation. Gotcha, gotcha. And the music's all really right. good. Um... Well, the music's great. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Andrew, what about you? I wish I remembered what my last score was for <laughs> the first one. Mm. Um, but with that said, I'm going to give this uh, six booster shots. Okay. That's a little uh, lower than I was expecting. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, it, it's funny because I the first when I walked out of the theater seeing it, seeing my first post- pandemic movie uh endemic movie now <laughs> endemic what yeah whatever it's yeah what what year is it uh <laughs> but, um i i was like the ending to me was super like frustrating i felt like we hadn't finished the story yet uh so that left a real big taste the bad taste in my mouth and so going into seeing it again i was just like okay I hope I don't feel the same way that I did before. And sure enough, I did. Mm. What do you and think I found. Say? Well, first off, like they venture out like Emily Blunt's like, silly Murphy, get my child. We haven't concluded that 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 transaction's just not done until the that transaction's not done. And I and I think what I like about the first quiet place and it was you know, it was made without the intention of it being a franchise, I think. And at least initially, <clears throat> I think what's a little frustrating is like, like immediately at the ending, I was just like, Oh, of course there's going to be a third one. And, and not, and I'm not like against there being like multiple of these movies, but I, I think when a movie relies on like a conclusion in another franchise, unless you're like Avengers end game or some shit, it's just, it was just a little frustrating. So that feeling, uh, stuck with me Andrew. and as i've mentioned you can, can you hear? not hear me hello i see my i see my waveform we I, can hear you we can hear you andrew i know chris might not be able to hear you <clears throat> that's okay continue anyway um anyway as as i was saying uh, through the podcast there are, you know multiple kind of gripes that i had here and there and i think second viewing hello. those stood out to me a bit more <laughs> we can hear you chris can you uh i think you're gonna have to refresh chris <laughs> i don't think you can hear us you can hear we're me almost, we're almost we're getting through we can refresh. Uh, let's keep this going. <laughs> i'm not gonna cut this out by the way <laughs> uh continue andrew yeah <laughs> that's that's <laughs> sorry technical difficulties i mean that, that's pretty much it so i i think like the the issues that i had with the movie were a bit more glaring this go around the second go around and i just didn't i don't 
I didn't find the ending to be fulfilling because I felt like there was maybe like 10 or 15 minutes more that we could have had had a nice little bow at the end. Mm. It doesn't have to be a happy ending, but it needed to be a complete ending in my mind. Gotcha. So six boosters, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with that rating. I, I would also give it six boosters. <clears throat> it's funny because like the second that Celine Murphy like brought out the little like clock alarm, I was like, ah, oh, this freaking vault with like the limited oxygen supply will have to come back. It's so unnecessary, but it's going to have to come back in some way. And it's going to be real in a really annoying way. And sure enough. Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Like Marcus like goes out exploring in the steel refinery, which is not the quietest place in the world. It's not a mattress factory. It's a freaking <laughs> steel refinery. So like, I just feel like I would have instead rather like him just playing like good older brother and like Emily Blunt gone out and just like kicked butt or whatever. Like, with the, like, oxygen tanks just, like, whipping them around or whatever the heck she has to do. Like, I would rather have had that or, like, had, like, those 15 minutes since that traded for, like, a better ending. I hadn't even thought about the fact that, like, yeah, the daughter never truly comes home. I would have rather have had that. And it's funny that, like, I I hadn't even realized they were going to go for, like, a third movie. But it kind of goes against, like, the very reason why John Krasinski, like... He initially had said, like, that uh, Paramount wanted um, the first movie to be a part of the Cloverfield universe. And he, like, he went yeah. against that because he he wanted this to be its own thing. He didn't want it to be a part of the franchise. And, like, lo and behold, it's becoming a franchise. And, like, Andrew's review kind of shows how, like, it's kind of becoming its own, you know, like... <laughs> I mean, Paramount yeah. is a company that I think is really trying to make as many franchises as possible. Every... And- every- yeah company or every yeah, paramount you know. is kind of like gross about it sometimes so i think yeah. anyway i don't know anyway I, you're right I, andrew they should really they should hate money you're right, you're <laughs> you're right. right. i mean like I'm, how many transformers were they just well fast and furious but uh just, sorry just yeah. to, to go back That's to universal. my rating like i i loved all the performances like honestly fantastic <clears throat> cast I just like, and I, I love just John Krasinski, but like some of the creative choices I, I thought were, were not the ones that like I, I wished he had made. I thought that like the first movie was just so clever, minus the whole stepping on a nail thing, which I will never forgive him for. But, and it comes back in this freaking movie. She comes like running back down the same set of stairs and this nail is still there. I was like, oh my God, put like a potato on it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Take care <Potato>. of it. <laughs> But like, <laughs> that really like that that nail just oh. like girl, what's up? Imagine coming that across and be like, still. "What's up with this potato?" <laughs> Standing up straight. <laughs> At least it's protected and it's quiet. And I thought I've seen everything. <laughs> the anti-gravity potato. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I. Uh, I just like there's too many like moments where I wanted to shake the cast, like not for what, like for their performances, but for like the right, the creative choices that they were forced to make mm. um, as characters. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to give it a little higher than you guys. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I was excited by it. It, it had me gripped. Um, maybe in some ways that I thought were a little manipulative, but it still was an exciting watch. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a, I'm going to give it a seven. Um, not quite as high as Chris, but you know, higher than Andrew and Cammie. Um, 
that did bother me when you know he rushes down to grab the baby and put him in the the you know the protective chamber and for some reason when he does it the door locks but when emily blunt returns and they go in there somehow it no longer locks like the the towel magically like comes into place and now is blocking it from being locked like bits and pieces like that did bother me um and uh, the ending didn't though i wasn't bothered by the fact that she ended up back there like i i I don't need to see that wrapped up in a, in a bow. Um, it's okay that they, they, you know, you, you get the, the, um, you get the information that she was successful in creating this defense mechanism or this new defense or offense, I should say, um, against these aliens. So that, that's fine with me. And you're right that a lot of, um, a lot of part two or, you know, sequel movies that are intended to be trilogies have like these sort of, drop-offs where the story is obviously going to continue. And I didn't feel like this was as bad as some. Like you mm-hmm. watch Matrix um, Reloaded or Pirates of the Caribbean 2, like they're awful in how they end. is just so just annoyingly preparing you for a sequel. And I hated that. I still do. And I think it's terrible filmmaking. Um, so I didn't feel like this one had it as bad as those films. So seven out of 10 boosters for me. Um <laughs> That statement alone, I love that. <laughs> Seven out of ten boosters. For me, I'm not fully vaccinated. Yeah, according to something, <laughs> I think this sounds like I'm the most protected. <laughs> <laughs> You're the most boosted. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree. You're the hospital sucker. <laughs> I agree. It's a good movie. I, you know, um, I'd be excited to watch the next one. I think that's a fair, fair to say. Yeah. I'd be excited to see what happens next. Yeah. And sure. um, yeah. That's it. Well, well done. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, I think that pretty much concludes uh, the A Quiet Place Part 2 podcast. So um, I hope you listeners appreciate this format, um, kind of focusing in on a few more scenes, or I should say a few, a few fewer scene. scenes, um, to kind of get get a, a little bit more of a uh, expedited conversation on the movie going. And please, uh, How did you guys watch the movie? You rented it? My Apple Watch. You watched it on your Apple Watch. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I. I know it's on Paramount Plus, so for people that subscribe to that. We do not. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I know yeah. Chris watches his Yellowstone, so has to have his Paramount Plus. Mm. <laughs> I need my SpongeBob, so. Ah, there you go. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, Andrew, Chris, and Cammie for uh, and thank you, Jeff. today's podcast. Um, any Anything you want to add, Andrew or Chris? Stay beautiful. Uh, Angela. <laughs> uh, I was gonna uh, say, Andrew. Uh, you know, follow us on Instagram, Apocalyptic. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Do the the social stuff. We're on Instagram. Gotta update that. Uh, <laughs> I think and... we're gonna hopefully have a YouTube up this time. We or... have a YouTube. There's already a YouTube. Yeah. Uh, gotta update that too. Just you know, search Apocalyptic, IG, YouTube. Get it. Apple Podcasts. And please Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Do you prefer the beat by beat breakdown? Or are you down with this whole like just like focus zoom uh scene zoom in? Or uh, do you want us to look into like a new uh rating system? Just let us know. Yeah. We're we're open to it. Yeah, and if you've listened this far, just if, just if you just reach out and <laughs> do anything. Just let us know <laughs> you did it. <laughs> we're proud of you. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Well done, well done to everyone here, but also, but more importantly, <laughs> this individual. 
for people listening or watching. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good day, everybody. Bye.